You're now listening to Ear to the Streets podcast. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button on YouTube and make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ETTS podcast and make sure you like and hit us up on Apple and Spotify podcasts to make sure you don't miss any episodes of Ear to the Streets. Welcome to Ear to the Streets podcast with myself, T-Dot, as always. Um, good, A good episode, hopefully, today or tonight, I should say, seeing as it's not nighttime. I mean, it's, night, <laughs> it's nighttime, not daytime. But um, yeah, introduce yourself for the listeners, if you can, just let them know who you are, what you do, and and hopefully what we're trying to, to get out of today's episode as well. Yeah, yeah no problem. So yeah, obviously, I'm Kieran. Um, I, what, what do I do? My, my daytime job is a uh, psychotherapist so i practice in cognitive behavioral therapy um my non-daytime job is pretty much a bit everything and the podcasting (laughs) 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 Um, but yeah obviously obviously we we were doing a podcast um right as well and yeah that's it but obviously you know i'm on here today because my my most of my time is spent doing working in mental health and growing up music was a big thing for me as well 100 percent, man and break break it down for the listeners because you said psycho psych psychotherapy yeah, yeah so psychotherapist so essentially um i'm employed to work with people who are, who are struggling with any kind of mental health difficulty usually it's depression and anxiety so this could be things like social anxiety health anxiety general anxiety panic attacks i think a big one that a lot of people familiar with is ptsd or post-traumatic distress disorder um so it's basically working with people understanding what their difficulties are and i have a set amount of sessions to try and get them as close as possible to make them feel I don't really like using the term better, but less worse because some sometimes we don't get there and they're not feeling better, but they're not feeling as bad as they did. And it's all about managing distress. That that's the whole idea and coping better. Mm, that's 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 interesting because I think a lot of what we're going to talk about tonight, obviously, with music, and we'll, we'll start on this side of it first. I suppose with music, there's a lot of mu- like artist music that's made where. I feel personally, and I'm probably talking from my own personal experience growing up, that a lot of it is relatable to um, PTSD. A lot of it is what you've potentially seen growing up or just being around, you know, some of the things that you've probably been around or, um, you know, the environments that you've been in growing up. You know, you listen to a lot of music now, and I'm not just talking about the the cliches where everyone will talk about grime or they'll talk about drill, you know, even not just music actually you could talk you could stretch that even further and go into like arts you could go into tv you could go into films where there's a lot of things that we see that are now portrayed on tv or in music that is probably linked very heavily to to ptsd you know i'm talking an example would be you know again probably speaking from my own um experiences but seeing certain things like violent things from Mm. you know not to say I was partaking in them, but just, you know, growing up, you see, you might see, I remember seeing someone getting stabbed, for instance, do you know yeah. what I mean? And that, that obviously has, without knowing, that's probably had a, a um, an effect on music, not that I, I listened to, but I remember at one point, what 
the stuff I was writing as well. Like it was very deep. Because, probably yeah. because of things like that, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, we we could sit and talk about this all day, but for for me with music, but the, every single element of it, whether it's writing, composing, arranging, playing an instrument, a lot of it is very therapeutic. So it's just going to naturally come out. It's, it's anything, from my perspective, anything creative is an expression, isn't it? And you're you're expressing something. Now, what that is obviously depends on your mood. But if you've seen certain things, yeah, definitely it's going to come out. And like you say, we see that in all kinds of media. But music in particular, you you, you listen carefully to the right artist or whatever feels like the right artist to you. Definitely feel that. Yeah, it's crazy because I think, you know, a lot of the time when we we link things like mental health to music, this side of things isn't really spoken about. I think a lot of people flip that around and they'll say, you know, making music helps with mental health or it, like you just said, it's very therapeutic, which it is. You know, I find it like, you know me already, I, I, I still write, I still make beats, I, I just don't push them out there as much, but I still make them because it's something that for me, it's like a place where, you know, if I've got something that's stressing me out or I've got like a busy day or I've had a busy day then coming home just putting headphones on or whatever or sitting somewhere making a beat that is therapeutic to me but I think do you think the music that is out now and I will use something like drill which is mm. predominantly um sort of very sort of heavily focused on you know chinging man chefing man and this yeah. and that and all the stuff that's said in those kind of lyrics and not just drill i could talk about pop i could talk about hip-hop yeah, yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean? there's loads of genres i could choose but particularly talk about drill because i think that's very much what the kids and i say kids i mean 17 16 18 year olds are listening to right now mm. do you think and i don't know if you can link this to your to your role that you do but do you think you see a lot of that resonating in kids today the fact that they are listening to this that they're taking it in some of them are actually doing it. Some of them are actively doing what they're talking about in the songs. But then, you know, do do you get kind of people like that within your sort of circle that you have to deal with in terms of people coming to you with those kind of issues? Yeah, uh, you know, absolutely. So um, obviously, you know, this spot for the listeners, I, I, I work in London. I've worked in a lot of the um, inner London boroughs. So that includes places like Camden, Hackney, um Croydon uh, as well and yeah you see all kind of horrific things and when I say see like you can work with someone but some of the stuff that you read like um Hackney for example Mm. loads of cases of you know people being licked down by fireworks you know in a fireworks fight some some people that were involved some people that are innocent bystanders you know Mm. um uh, i I know i I haven't worked in this bar but lambert for example you get a lot of stabbings um as well you get and i I think this is the side obviously when you listen to you listen to any kind of music but let's let's just use drill for example and you know they're talking about you know whatever and what they did and you know um Mm their attitude towards it, let's say, and the aftermath is kind of what I see. So people that can't leave the house because they're fearful that the person that didn't quite get them properly the first time is going to come back. Um, you know, they, they they can't do certain things like go into a park 
or you know if they hear a loud noise think there's a firework and i'm going to flip it to the other side as well because i know we're talking about the influence of um certain kind of genres but even even like some of the things that people are talking about to getting harassed by the police Mm. there are people you know they're scared to to do certain things they're scared to work because they're afraid of being discriminated against or you know they're worried because every time they hear a siren either it reminds them of the time the police for whatever reason came down knocked down the door you know mash up their house and they didn't have nothing Mm. so it's all of this stuff that's in there yes the the message that's coming out it's it is influencing kids um but it, there's so much other stuff in that music that tells that narrative and that story about things that are affecting people as well. You touched on a good point in terms of flipping it around and, um, you know, the harassment of the police, which again, you know, you find in um, some artists, yes, they might be, um, portray a certain lifestyle or they might talk about certain things in their, in their songs. But one of the examples, especially when, when I was, what, how old am I now? 35. So let me say, <laughs> <laughs> let me say about 19, 18 years ago, I think. Yeah. For say, yeah. Say about 17 years ago when I was doing music, I remember I've lost my trailer thought now. I don't know why I tried to guess how old I was because he just threw me right off. <laughs> but um, what I'm trying to say is basically that you, um, what was I saying, cuz? We talk, we're talking about the, the police. The police. Yeah. Right. So I was going to say, when you flipped it around, I think it's an interesting thing because some people, that was it, some people portray a certain lifestyle and they might not be living that lifestyle. They might be around it, but they're not mm. necessarily involved in it. And then you get that harassment side of it from the police. So how, how would you... If, if if it was me coming to you, for instance, that, that I don't know, I'm 18, I'm coming to you. How would you mm. deal with me in a way where, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm betraying a certain lifestyle. It's affecting me because I'm being harassed. And then I've got the other side where I'm trying to like just live a lifestyle that potentially I'm getting wrapped up in even more without realizing it. But then the police are on my back as well. Like I've seen it where you, you, you see mm. video shoots and, you know, there's, nothing happening there they're filming a video they're they're legitimately they've got permission from the council they've done everything Mm -hmm. above board and then the police turn up and then they get harassed so it is a it is a vicious cycle because people are trying to make money legitimately and then Mm -hmm. they've got the police coming to them trying to stop them from doing that but how would you deal with someone who um well let's flip it how would you deal with someone firstly who's being harassed by the police what what would you say to them because there's many people out there probably that are going through that right now yeah so i mean you, you touch on a on a pertinent point in that some people are targeted and quite often it's music's making people violence it's influencing the young the youngsters therefore they need to be stopped and the police come in now first and foremost a question i think i think um young people need to be heard i think all people need to be heard but young people need need to be heard um by older people Mm. Not by each other, because yeah, that's fine. All that peer stuff is great, but it needs to be heard by older people because they they're human beings as well. So they they got something to say. When it comes to the police, I always say to to people when I work with them, my job isn't to tell them what to do because there's a myth that within psychotherapy, it's all about changing thinking and what you're doing. It's not really about that. What it's about is having a look at things from multiple perspectives to make informed choices. Mm. So. 
here's a story, yeah, like which which you, you might or might not know. So um, you know, I'm a big Tupac fan, yeah. Mm. Um, there's a point where I'm sure you know all the, the issues he had with the police and, and probably more, to be fair, but there's there's a point where he's he's in the yard, he's playing music, he's at his um gets adopted at some point when he's a, when he's uh, in his late teens and he's playing his music and the police come around and um the neighbors are complaining about the police. So the police come round and they're like, you need to turn your music down. So he goes back inside and he puts on a track. Fuck the police. Yeah. You know, the, you know the one I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah he turns yeah. it up just enough, just high enough <laughs> so that the police can hear it, but not too loud. It's bothering the neighbors. Now that's one way of dealing with it. Right. Mm. And I'm not saying as a therapist, this is what I'm going around telling the youngsters, but what I'm saying <laughs> is it's my, it's, it's my job to uh, make people feel empowered to make a choice and being mindful of whatever consequences come. Because if the police come around, this is the other side of it. Police, the police come, you're shooting a video, police come and you, you back off or you shut it down or you listen to them. Every man's calling you a dickhead or saying that you pussied out and all of that kind of stuff. So you've got to see it from that side. And that also affects a person's mental health as well. Mm. Because people, you know, from their perspective, they've got a certain lifestyle to live. They're not getting the respect that they think that they want. They've got a particular persona, depends on what they're talking about on their track. So they want to maintain that as well. So my job would be just to have a look at all the alternatives, how they would feel how much of a shit basically they give about other people's opinions and then mm. help them decide what informed decision they want to make and, and how they're going to deal with that in the future if it comes up again. Yeah, that's crazy. When you when you break it down like that, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, you touched on the other side as well, which I suppose you might encounter in, in your in your job as well, but it's, it's, it's a crazy one because I think obviously there is a lot of violence within youth across not just London, but across the country but obviously with you working in london so how how do you come across people who might be involved in music um might potentially be involved in some sort of um sort of street kind of crime or whatever you want to call it i don't want to call it gang but you know what i mean they, they mm-hmm. could be just caught up in the wrong stuff and there might be an idiot that wants to stab them or, or does end up stabbing them or whatever they develop PTSD or they develop some some form of mental health yeah. but how do you get them back on track because like you mentioned some people might hear a firework or you know it could be uh, you know bonfire night and there's there's loads of fireworks going off and how yeah. do you deal with those kind of people and how often do you have to deal with those kind of people as well yeah, I was gonna say I got I got two on well two two initial answers for that the first one is because of the the line I work in and uh, within mental health, there's really issues anyway, getting that kind of person in through the doors, not because of the, always because of the people, but because of the way that the service is laid out. So mm. I'd be lying if I said I saw loads of people like that. That That's step one. And um, uh, an ex-colleague of mine, uh, Dr. Noreen Deera, she's been doing a lot of work on that, thinking about actually what gets in the way. So that that's the first answer. I, I don't see many people like that anyway. Mm my second answer is it's a weird one but as as a as my demographic my age um who i am the kind of music i listen to the kind of life i'm aware of obviously i'm not a youngster now but the life i'm aware of i think i've got a a, a job to do and this isn't just me personally this is anyone but mm. we've got a job to do in just showing 
people on another side of things, like me showing myself as a vulnerable male, um, as a vulnerable black person, as a vulnerable person that is, I don't know, I don't know what kind of age group I'm in. If I'm in the, the younger or the older, but you know, you're you know in the last I mean? bracket, like I'm me, in the middle one, isn't it? <laughs> I'm taking the middle box. Friends in the what? last bracket, man. You're in, you're in the thirty, something to forty, yeah. like me. But, but it's, I think it's about. I think that's one of the things that I'm, that's getting broken down is how acceptable it is to, you know, be in a position where you've been stabbed, you're fighting for your life, and it's mm. okay to be scared of going out again and fear that someone else might stab you or the someone that you see that looks like the guy that stabs you makes you feel stressed and anxious and panicked. The, the denial of those emotions and those feelings keep you at step one. Because what happens is, without going into it too deep, you, you develop little defense kind of safety mechanisms. Mm. So I'm going to avoid certain areas. I'm going to avoid going out in certain times. I'm only going to take taxi or Uber or get a lift. Then when that's not available because the peas has run low or people ain't available, I'm just going to stay in my yard. I'm just going to order food. It's going to depend on other people. Then when they leave, you end up by yourself. So... The, the the first step is always just trying to help get some acknowledgement of what mm. is actually going on. Um, I, I mean, I, I was going to try and avoid using this as as an example, but I, I feel like it's going to come up. You know, um, obviously Top Boy the last season when um, Kano's character Sully, I think it's off, it's yeah, the, after yeah, the, the, yeah, the scene the in the house. Boy. Yeah, and he goes yeah, yeah, back yeah, yeah. and he's and he and he just keeps having the flashbacks. And the reason why I bring that up is it's done so it's done very well. Not all um, situations are like that, but the thing mm. with the noise, the smell, all the senses, anything can set you off. Now, people don't know that. A lot of times it's like, I just something happened and I just switched. I got all scared all of a sudden. I had to go home, you know? And mm. it's, it's, it's just about helping to um, explain that. And look, I'm going to be honest, sometimes in the sessions you get tears, you get guys crying, the panicked and girls and, and women as well, I should say women, um, you know, uh, panicked. And you just need to explain to them what that is in the first place. That's just step mm. one. And if you get past that point, then there are other things that you can do to try and get people going again. Mm. It's crazy because, yeah, I, you're right. Top Boy was going to come up at some point because it's, especially that season, because I think it, it shows what, is happening not just in like I said to you that is a, a very good example because you know when I said about you can find it in tv and acting and arts and mm. stuff like that that's a prime example and I think that's such a key thing because in that episode you know he's got to portray a certain image as that character as, as Sully you know he's got to be one of the top boys so to speak but then there's the other side to him throughout the whole season I think where and forgive me I can't forget the I forget the boy's name but yeah. um well, he's not even a boy in this one. He's almost a, it's almost he's a man. He's a, yeah, he's, a, yeah. he's, a, he's a big man in it. But, you know, he's seen him. If you remember the first season, he he robs his phone, I think. And that's he's chasing all, him with other brother, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how yeah, that yeah. whole thing starts, if you remember. Yeah. And throughout that, they develop that friendship. And I think that's another thing. Like, it's hard to kind of show emotion. Do you know what I mean? I think when you, you build that bond with someone, and you're in that kind of environment, 
the first thing they kind of tell you is not to show any emotion or not to, yeah. it's almost like weak to show emotion. You know, you're a pussy or you're just, you, you know, you know, people, call, I don't know what they call each other these days. So yeah. like I said, I'm kind of altered. You probably don't call each other pussies anymore. But yeah. my point is that you, you kind of can't show that emotion, but it, it must be difficult because, you know, you must see people come through the door they might come and have, I don't know how it works. So again, shoot me down if this is wrong, but mm. they might have like one or two sessions with you. And then it's easy, it's easy to, for them not to come back. Cause one, they might 100%. think they've yeah. had a couple of conversations with you. Now I'm all right again. You're not seeing me again, but then that conversation that sometimes probably isn't enough just to, to, to get to the root of the, the problem, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, it it can go one of two ways. It can be I've come and I've come now because one of the things is um, we always talk about um, who's that person there for. Mm. So again, I'll bring it up. I'll, I'll bring it back to music. So obviously, we know that for some uh, industries, and we're not just talking grime and and drill, but other industries as well. Music, it's it's your it's your family, those people that are around you, you spend more time with them than you do a lot of people in your life. Um, but if you if you're involved in certain things, if if you are coming for help, whether it's crime related or or anything else, you might not be coming for you. You might be coming because um, you know, I, I don't know, like if you're trying to perform or you're trying to rap and you're just not really you're not really hitting the um I don't want to say the right notes, but you're, you're just your your mindset's not there. Or um you you know, you might be playing an instrument, it's not there, you might be trying to produce, but you can't concentrate, you can't stay up. Um, you know, if it's even even if it's on the street, you know, you might be finding that you, you you're flinching, you know, at the wrong time. I'm not condoning violence, but we all know that you have to be in a certain mindset you'd be on point because your life and other people's life depend on that mm. um you know you might be there because your your other half could be your missus or or you know your man or whatever it is is saying you need to sort yourself out so first and foremost if they're not there for themselves that's it's hard mm-hmm. because they turn up and they're like okay so you know what brings you here and they're like oh missus told me to come sort myself out it's a motivation issue to start with because you need them to be there for themselves. It's great yeah, that they've 100%. come. If they've come, it usually means there is some kind of motivation there for themselves. There's something in it for them. Mm. So I'm going a long way around it, but what this translates into is they'll either come, I've done a few sessions now, I can tell the, the other half, I can, you know, all right, you know, I've been, got, got my motivation up, got my little mojo back, you know, I can do the things with the boys or, you know, I can I can go perform whatever, but, you haven't got underneath what's wrong. It's just going to come back. Or the opposite. I've come. This is nonsense. You're just telling me that I need to get on with it. I know that already. So they want to give it time. You know, I've come for two weeks. I'm not better. So what's the point? So it's a thin line, man. It's a very thin line because it, it, it must be frustrating as well because the amount of, and I don't mean this in a way like you've put the work in with that person, but I mean, you can probably see their issues a lot clearer than they can because obviously you're seeing it from a different perspective than they are and it must be difficult what one thing i wanted to ask because um again taking it away from like drill and grime and whatever but i remember years ago when i used to go on holiday quite a lot and obviously you go to somewhere like ib for or i and apple was the thing back then as well and uh social drugs were a thing 
Like they were, they were just, it was always linked to music. If you was at music, I can say that I never took any, I don't know, I can say that, but you, it was there, it was in, in front of you, you know, people were just willy-nilly taking it. DJs, a lot of them still to this day, like you look at them now and there's a couple that I could pick out of a hat and say, like, yeah, defo them. But like, it's, it's crazy because obviously the amount of drugs that they've probably taken over the years has affected them to the point where, yes, they might make music, but you can see they're a skeleton, like, a, a, you know, they're, yeah. they're, a, they're a different version of themselves, if, if that makes sense. They're, yeah. they're totally different. Like, just how, how like, that's what's mad to me. Like, I'm, I'm not sure what I'm trying to ask you here, but yeah. it's just mad that, like, people kind of mask behind the music if that makes sense, you know, so many people, and I'm not, so I'm not going to just pinpoint on DJs. I know producers that are like that. I yeah, know artists. Yeah. There's so many artists that I, I, I know of that, you know, have to take certain, whether it's alcohol, whether it's actual drugs, whatever they're taking, yeah, they have to yeah. take that to feel normal. Like, do you see, do you see that as well? Do you, do you, do you come across people, maybe not from a music background, but you know, do you see people like that? I mean, 100% from music background. And I think first and foremost, I want to say, obviously, when it comes to things like alcohol, drugs, each of their own, mm. the thing that that um, is annoying and frustrating with drugs, alcohol is a little bit different, but with drugs, um, and it depends, you've obviously got your, your stimulant and your depressant drugs, so like your cocaine, your ketamines brings you up, and obviously weed, alcohol, et cetera, bring, brings you down. Um, you can you can still get that from other stuff. That's the most frustrating thing about drugs. Mm. So, and one of the frustrating things I'll keep I'll keep it music, but you can you can expand this to to most walks of life. Being a lawyer, actor, fo- not really a footballer because it's a bit different with drugs because you get tested. Mm, but as I, as I know, you know, <laughs> you, you can. But you know, you know what I mean. Like it's, you can buy your piss off someone else, but go on. <laughs> you, you can, like you know, you, you can be coked up and and go to the office and do finance. You can't, yeah, be, coked, I, you can't I, be coked up and, and go play a game in a pram because you'll be test. You, you might be test. You know what I mean? You don't be able to do that for long. <laughs> I don't know, you know, I'm not going to say nothing. But... Try, yeah, I know. I don't want to get sued. But um, what was the point I was going to make? The, oh yeah, the thing that frustrates me about the music industry is, and particularly, I, I haven't I haven't touched anything around the music industry for a long time. Obviously, it was something I loved and and was a bit involved in my in my younger days. But everything has to be done like yesterday. Mm. So yes, there's always a deadline on albums and and things and and EPs and singles and ones to get them out. But I've I've never understood the need to rush something to the point where it's done so quick that it's not that good. Now, obviously, people that produce uh, that that make that stuff, so the producers, the the talent, um, so obviously your your, your musicians, your singers, your rappers, etc. Um, the 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 you know every, DJs, whatever. They they've obviously got the ability to do that. All that drugs do is they just help heighten um, the a person's ability to do it in a shorter space of time. So they already had that anyway. It's like, um, I'm going I'm to pull in a Space Jam reference, if you even, not the new one, the old one, where there's, there's a scene where they go in, they're getting hammered by the, the, the Loon Tunes are getting hammered by one side and, my, and Bugs Bunny gives them the, the Michael special like juice or whatever it is and it's just water. But the, 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 whole, the whole point of that is they just wanted a quick kind of hit 
so they could get done what they could do anyway. Mm. But obviously at the end, he just says, look, it's just water. Like you could have always done it anyway. It's just you thought in your head that you could do it. And I feel with 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 drugs, I feel like that's that's part of the issue. And then it, it becomes it then becomes a social thing and it becomes a habit and it gets addictive as well. So it's extremely problematic. And then you get the coping side because as you well know, when you in music, you have to put in a lot of work in most industries, but you can blow up overnight when it comes mm. to music, especially with social media now. And a mm. lot of people ain't trained. And, and this is just from conversations we've had anyway, but a lot of people ain't trained to deal with what's to come. So how do you cope? Well, if you need to be in a, a state of mind where you're needing to be on a hype and ready to deal with the nerves and, you know, have, have bring that energy to the audience, you take your stimulant drugs. If it's too much and you're, you're, you're over-stimulated um, and it's become too much, you need some downtime, you need to bring yourself down and drink and whatever. And it, it's a shame. So it's like what we were saying before, yeah, mental health can come out in music and you can express yourself, it can also cause shit mental health as well. Like mm. really bad. And there's a, there's a lot of pressure coming on. I think you hit a lot of points there though, because I think, <clears throat> I think a lot of the music that's made now is old tomorrow. Do you get what I mean? Like the, yeah. the cycle of music. And it hasn't, it, I think it hasn't helped because when we were growing up, music wasn't the way it is now. Like when, when you had, an artist, they would drop a single, they would drop about three or four singles, then they would drop an album. Now you drop maybe a single and then you drop the album or you just drop the album. You don't even drop a single. Mm. And then when it's mad, cause you'll, you go like, and this is one of the things that I think is a massive problem is that, that like when we were growing up, the internet wasn't accessible. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the internet now being accessible, being on your phone, being on a, ipad it's everywhere you can just you can't get away from it so mm. i think there's so much more opportunity for people to see things and it's just there and then they click on it it's there and it's, it's just in front of you all the time and i think that's a blessing and a curse because i think obviously if you use it in the right way it's good but for some people it can be you know you you might be an artist and you could see i don't know someone's got i don't know they got 300,000 on one song yeah. so my my next song has to do 500,000 yeah. that's a that's a pressure no then, hard that is yeah well you yeah. Do. <laughs> yeah trust me I yeah, do man yeah. it's, a, it's a madness but um I think I think the internet is a big thing and in terms of mental health because I think a lot of people it, it almost gives you a false sense of how people are living or you know I've used this before I think on this podcast before where there's a lot of artists that have regular nine to five jobs mm. and people wouldn't know that you I'm, I'm talking big artists that have made say made money but they've sold a lot of yeah. or they've their music's been streamed over you know 10 million times 20 million times and they've got they've got regular jobs because they've got regular bills to pay like every mm. every other person in the world but there comes that kind of strain i suppose in their life as well where they again they've got to, they've got to pull off this certain image and like betray a certain lifestyle yeah they don't want to be it's like almost like they don't want to be seen to be living the normal life that the life that the majority of us have to live and then it must be it must be hard for them because you you're, you're almost in two different worlds you're in the world people. 
Yeah. yeah, you're in the world where you pay your bills like everyone else, and then you've got this other world where you might be mixing with someone. You might be on, you, you might be on a big stage, Capital Extra Stage or Wembley or whatever it is, or some big stage, and then you come off stage, and then Monday morning you're in the office. Yeah, 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 so yeah. To, to to process that, I get it must be mad, but I think yeah, it must be it must be crazy, man. I don't know, I don't know how people do that. I think I think for me though the and and this is more from a personal point of view rather than professional I I wonder now because like you said with the internet the music market I don't know if that's the right word but the music industry arena um has become so saturated I think people get confused why they want to do music in the first place so you've got your people that want to do it just because they they just want to, you know, some people just want to be in a spotlight. They want to be famous. They, they don't even really care for music that much. And you can tell as well, like, you know, mm. which people like are feeling that. And I think if, if I link this in biologically, I'm going to try not to get too sciencey, right? But there is, there is an element of when you listen to music, it stimulates parts of your brain. Like the bit that um, is linked with emotion that gets mm. activated. Also, the part of your brain that controls movement also gets activated when you listen to music. Imagine that. Imagine you can listen to something and it makes your body want to move and you have no control over that whatsoever. Mad. So imagine that you enjoy music so much that you um, become an artist or you perform and you get that same feeling. And just to bring it into... Uh, context the same like parts of your brain that get activated with music are the same parts of your brain that get activated and the same chemicals and stuff that get activated when for example you take cocaine or if you score a goal yeah that euphoria kind of yeah basically so so it starts i think it starts to get confusing if you can just remember that you know if you're an artist or someone involved in music that loves music and just being a part of it gives you enough of a high. Mm. It don't matter if you do the nine to five, but they don't care. And there are people, we know that there are people out there that they don't care. Like they'll, they'll happily say, yeah, I do the nine to five and I'll do the, the music on the side. It's when that those lines get blurred mm. and they start to look at it thinking, I need to get this many hits. I need this many followers. I need to look this. I need to, to pay for this lifestyle. And I think that's where a lot of the issues come in. Personally. I think I think you're right. I think you're 100 percent right. I think, like I said, I think there's a lot of artists out there across all genres that want to portray. They want this lifestyle. They chase it so bad. It that is their drug, and it's how much you want the drug. Yeah. How much do you want it? And and some people can calm it. They can tame it. They can they can control it. And some people it just runs away with them, and they yeah. they lose sense of all reality, and then they don't realize where they are then they have this massive calm down like you do with all drugs you get a calm down or you get some mm. sort of after effects of it and that's the, the the key thing i think that's the bit but um i wanted to flip it as well because yeah, i know we're yeah. gonna wrap up soon but i wanted to flip it because we've spoken about like the the darker side of it but mm. there is a good side to obviously music and mental health there's the side where you know, and I've done this myself a hundred, you know, over a hundred million times, but, you know, I'm not feeling down, I'm not feeling my mm. best or, you know, and I listen to music every day. I know you're doing the one album a day thing, yeah. but I, I I just have to listen to music without even knowing I'm listening to it. I listen to music, if that makes sense. So 
there's a good side to mental health and yeah. music because it, it helps people get through some sort of, you know, moments when they probably wouldn't have got through it without a certain song or a certain song might, might remind them of something. But what's your thoughts on that? Because obviously there's, there's two sides to every coin. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I, I could imagine a life without music personally. And I, it's, it's in everything that we do. Mm. Every, every single thing that we do. And I, I don't even, obviously, you know, I'm thinking more about songs and tracks and scores and all of that mm. stuff. Um, listen, you can be walking down the road, you, you can be in a shop, someone could just be singing a song. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it really makes so much of a of of a difference, you know. Um occasionally I, I try and bring it into my work where it's relevant. Um so, you know, for for some people, it, it it's a case of, you know, how's your week been? T- you know, tell me how you're feeling. Can't really tell you how I'm feeling, but this song actually describes it quite well. Okay, you know, let's listen to it together then mm. and see. Help me understand. Um but yeah, the, uh, for me, music makes stuff fun. Cleaning, I've never enjoyed cleaning until, you know, <laughs> certain time arms put bare reggae on. It's like, okay, I like this cooking. It's reggae again, um, you know. But even oh, even like even like even like going for a run though. Like I'm, I, I was having this, this conversation with, uh, with a patient. I think it was last year. We were talking about. Um, Long long story short, we were just talking about how to get set up for the day. Um, they need to do some mm. uh, assignments for for uni, and we talk about well, how do you start your day? Um, there's an oh well, you know, do X, Y, and Z, and put some music on. Okay, what music do you put on? He was like, oh, I listen to. Um, I can't believe he said he listened to, and I said, okay, I gave my own examples. I said, look, I'm going to be honest. With the work that I do, when I go to work in the morning, especially from Monday to Thursday, I can't come and listen to grime. Because that is going to give a very different session. <laughs> My energy is going to be different. But on Friday morning, or when I'm leaving the office, I will. So I'm saying I might listen to you know some jazz, or I might listen to some soul music, you know, like um, Charlotte Am or, or or something like that. So gotta keep it calm. Yeah, yeah. Because but but it's 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 music is like oxygen for me. If I don't have music, I'm dying. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, 100%. I, I, I mean I mean that literally as well. Like if if I go too long without it. Life stops making sense for me personally. Mm. I have to you? agree with you, man. Yeah. I have to agree. You, you know my, you know my thing already. Like I can't, like I said, I think I can't remember the last time. Even when I'm ill, in bed, I've got to get my headphones on. Just a little, even if it's five minutes of music, I've just got to zone out with the music. But yeah, I think it's it's definitely um, how you look at it. I think you know you could look at mental health and say that it plays a massive um, disadvantage to, sorry, the music can play a disadvantage to your mental health because like I, like we spoke about earlier, you know, there is people out there that probably don't even know that they've got, I mean, everyone, and I always say this and you're probably one of the best people to ask, but I always think people, everyone's, everyone's got mental health, right? Mm. You have, have good mental health or you have bad mental health. In my opinion, we've all got mental mm. health. Some people, yeah. I've got good mental health because you're we're talking about your the, the health of the how mentally well you are. So some people are mm. really well, some people are really bad. So I always look at it like that. But I think there are some people out there that potentially don't even know that they do need that extra support 
they've probably been through a madness. They're mm. writing songs. They're making millions as well. I'm talking to the point where they don't even have to That's get out of bed. Yeah. yeah, they don't have yeah. to get out of bed to make to make music, but they still do. Or they might be in between doing a madness and, and making music. So they're making legitimate and illegal money or whatever they're doing. Yeah. But they probably don't even know because they've got this money or they've got these um, materialistic things. They probably don't even know that they need that help. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? Like they yeah. could just be, they could just be going through life, doing the madness every now and again, making music, or they could be out DJing in IB for or wherever, and enjoying life. But then they don't actually know that they've got something wrong with them, or that they need this help. So, what would you say to someone who thinks? And this is probably the best way to to mm. wrap this up a little bit. But what would you say to someone who thinks? that they need to talk to someone or they need to approach the situation and, and, and get some ad- advice, some help, some support, what would you say to them? What would be the the, the thing that you would try and say to them? As a, that is a good and big final question to, <laughs> to end on. But <laughs> I think um, I'll start off with a scary thing and then I'll end with something nice. And it's not scary, but... Um, I think the, the most helpful phrase I was given in terms of 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 the impact of of mental health is the mind and the body keep score. So you can keep doing what you're doing, you can mm. do whatever, but if you're in constant levels of stress or madness, like the body keeps count, like it it will catch up on you eventually. Not not necessarily in a fatal way, but you're going to have to slow down. I think we all know this, you know, whether it's we're in a madness or we're just running around every five minutes doing lots of stuff like the the body keeps scoring, it comes up. So I think that the, the best, the best advice I can give is just being honest with yourself. Mm. Cause that's, that's the only way that you're going to be able to try and let someone else in. Mm. You look yourself in the mirror and if if life is not going in the way that you hoped, then just be honest with yourself in whatever way honesty is relevant to you. And there's there are so many different places, people, services. They're not all going to be great. But the first step is if you can be honest with yourself and just say something to anyone could be someone that you know could be some random stranger on the street could be your barber anyone even if you just say you know what was mad the other day like my chest was hurting or couldn't get out of bed Mm. whatever it is just be just be i'm gonna say be honest not you know i'm going for i'm going for a breakdown or anything just yeah, I was, you know what, I've been tired the last couple of weeks. Mm. I think what I'm trying to hint at to summarize is open, uh, get an open dialogue going. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. 100%. I think, I think it's important. I think a lot of this, obviously the last couple of years, there's been a lot more in terms of campaigns and um, signposting and things like that in terms of 
mental health, not just in music, but more so music as well. I think maybe because I'm more geared around that, I, I take more notice of it. But mm. there's definitely been a lot more signposting and a, lo- a lot more awareness around it as well. And I think it's I think it's key, especially you know in men. I know I'm not not trying to take away from women, but I know that men, you know, this like the stats are crazy. Um, the amount of people that don't talk. Um, we've probably, like I said, throughout this whole episode, you know, we've both said people have been through madness or they've, you know, they, they've, they've seen certain things or they've, um, you know, come across just things in life. And then mm. they feel that their therapy is the music and they might be right to a certain extent, but at some point you have to tackle Got to talk bigger, about stuff. The bigger yeah. beast, you know, you've got yeah. to tackle that as well because it, it, like you said, you've got to talk about things as well. And I think that's, that's the thing that a lot of, especially young, young people that I've come across and, and doing this podcast, I've spoke to people, they've wanted to come on and then their, their anxiety has got the better of them. They don't want to come on or they, you know, they don't, they don't want to come on camera or they want to, there's so many things I could tell you off camera about yeah. these kind of situations or they record it and then they don't want it to come out. Like, Do you know what that that, that reminded me just quickly, just because I know I lose my train my train of thought when when I work with someone that does is struggling with anxiety, particularly when it comes to talking or going and doing stuff. The the number one thing I always leave people with is the only thing anxiety tends to do is stop the world seeing the real you. That's it. It's a thousand percent true, man. <laughs> no, it's true, but it's hard. It's hard to say that to someone who yeah, no. is going through it. Do you know what I mean? Who's who's going through that and again maybe we all have a level of anxiety we just we just all know how to to deal with it in our own way in mm. a separate way but i think some people's is up here and some people's is you know minus one yeah, so they don't yeah. they don't necessarily you don't see it from time yeah. to time but it's um yeah it's definitely something i think in men young black men especially you know i think a lot more of them need to come forward and be be open i think the stigma of needs to be broken i feel like it is kind of being broken you, you might know more but i feel like it's getting it, better yeah it's, I not, think it's not broken but yeah it's getting better it's it needs, it, yeah it needs to it needs to be broken then because i think like you said earlier you know there is that kind of thing where you know you, you come across weak or you come across as do you know what i mean a bit different if you're if you're not opening up but i think you have to and even more so in music i think we are seeing that a bit more now we're seeing people come forward I won't name names, but I know there was two two artists, big artists that a lot of people would know. Um, one of them, he was on stage and he suffered a lot of mental health after coming off that stage because of the amount of a, amount of banter that was around him. And, mm. you know, that was crazy because I think at the time as well, he'd never done anything that big. Yeah. We're talking thousands, multiple thousands of people in this stadium. Mm-hmm. He can't hear himself. So he's he sounds out of sync. To the music so when he came off stage the, the amount of people on you know twitter's like twitter's the worst thing to if you've yeah, done something yeah. bad or your name's been mentioned somewhere the yeah. worst thing you can do is go on twitter because your name probably will be getting dragged on there so mm. it's just horrible to go on there um another one very big person always that a lot of people know he had like a, a breakdown last year and mm. it was public so people a, a very well-known DJ. People will know who I'm talking about. He, you know, he had a very public breakdown um, last year as well, and we're seeing it a lot more often in in, in sort of our culture. Um, yeah. But we're seeing a lot more people come forward as well, which I think is yeah. a positive thing. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, is is a, what they say? Prevention is the best cure. But also, mm. look, people have breakdowns. It happens. Um, what that what that what that tells us is that as a society, we're not really doing enough to make it acceptable for people to come forward earlier. Anyway, so mm. which, whichever way we can still win, you know, it's a shame it has to get to that point. But where we don't want it to go to is the bit where there's no coming back. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think I think that's a really good way to end it because obviously there's a lot 100. of a lot of um, organizations, charities out there. I'm going to try okay. and find some and put the um, the links to them in the description as well, just so that you know anyone who's listening to this, you know there is always an option. There's opportunities to speak to people as well. So I'm going to find or if you've got any that you can give yeah, me, yeah, I know you, you, you'll yeah. be able to shout me some. So yeah, just let me know. And yeah, we'll put them in a the link, man. And, and and always, whenever I, which I should say on here all the time, but I don't, goes without saying, man, my, my inbox is always open mm-hmm. if anyone needs to talk. Um, or yeah, just message me. I'm not the best person to reply. Cuz can vouch me for that. <laughs> you, can, you can vouch for that. But I definitely get back to people 100%, man. So um, yeah, man. But oh, I don't know if you want to shout out your book as well, man. You've got your book still there. I know you do your yeah. writing as well. After, after all that, talking to mental health, I, I haven't even mentioned it, but um, yeah, so a few years ago, I wrote a book called Consequences of Ignorance. Um, so this Very was a mental, book. thank you, because um, it was a mental health story. I'm not going to go into to too much, but it's just uh, about a hostel and it's about um, a group of um, people that are uh, sort of living at the hostel and the staff that are trying to manage them as well. There's a lot, lot of stuff that goes on. It was influenced by a true story. So do go and check that out. You can get it on Amazon. Um, and there'll be there'll be other little bits and pieces. I'm not going to give dates because I did that last time and it never it never you came out. But they, <laughs> yeah, I know. But there, there will be there will be stuff actually. I'm working on stuff as we speak. Um, I had to take a I had to take a break from my own mental health last year. hundred uh, percent, so man. And that, that's the same. That's the same with me with music, man. You know, you know me. I'm a music man, but mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes you got to take the break away and just reflect and do your thing. But I'm gonna I'm gonna drop the link to the to the book to your book in the description as well. It's gonna be a long description, but I'm gonna drop it in there as well. So anyone who's yeah. listening, make sure you check it out on Amazon. Um, it's a brilliant book. You you won't be disappointed. We need a part two. I've always said this, man. We need a part two. Oh, no. we, it's on the we, list. We need a TV drama because we can get the t- we get go to BBC or ITV yeah. or Channel Four, get them to commission that because it's it's that good. Do you know what I'm saying? So mm. yeah, man, we need a part appreciate two of that. But um, no, I appreciate you coming on as well. So I know you took the time out, but we need to do a part two. I feel like we've only touched the surface on on this. I, I feel Definitely like there's, need a part two. I feel like we've got a couple more things to talk about in here, so we'll get that set up as well. Hundred percent, hundred percent, man. But um, for the listeners, as always. You can follow the accounts at ETTS Podcast, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. I think it's Ear to the Streets Podcast. I'm saying think. It definitely is. I don't know why I said think, but it's Ear to the Streets Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. All the previous seasons are on there as well. This is season three, so we're trying to do things a bit different on, on season three as well. But as always, Kieran, man, cuz. I don't know what I call you, Kieran, cuz. Cuz, isn't it? So it's cuz. But yeah, appreciate you coming on, man. And we're definitely going to get part two done uh, yeah, very let's soon. Do it. Yeah. All right. Thanks yeah, for having man. me on. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. And thanks to the listeners as well, man. Thanks for listening.